Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. We explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Let's welcome your hosts, Miggy and Tom. Hey, how y'all doing? Good yeah, afternoon. Oh. Do yeah, I know. Dusty. Dusty hooked us up. Yeah, Dusty hooked us up. Now, let's uh, shout out to him. We got a new bumper on there. Welcome to Cannabis Legalization News. It's a Sunday. How was y'all? 7 7 7-11, the day after 7-10. Miggy had some fun over in uh, Seattle. I was putting together patio furniture. It sucked. Moving. That's exciting. Let me guess, were you medicated during that time? Were you you impaired? Did you, like, take the screwdriver and go crazy? Like, ah, I just got to put shit all together. No, no, I I was not. Uh, But uh, moving is just, and now I think we're pretty much settled. And so now I can really get into the grow room, which, you know, big shout out into the grow room. Uh, I got I got a pretty sweet setup. So stay tuned to Cannabis Legalization News for a lot more grow stuff. Our first grow thing is going to be a soil competition. Ho-hum, ho-hum, so-hum versus uh, Fox Farm. It'll be fun. Nice. And how long have you you been uh, working in that one on that one? Uh, I, I just started setting it up after I got mostly moved in. And so I had to get the reverse osmosis machine because our water in Illinois is so hard that it would give you an erection. <laughs> nice, dude. Yep. Uh, so yeah. It's, uh, oh, good, man. I, I, got I got an awesome lead story. We got a lead story. That's going to be awesome. So, you know, thank you for sticking around for the lead story. It has to do with federal marijuana legalization. But Miggy's got a thing to say first. Oh, I was going to say, dude, my 710, you know, uh, how I do when I do my activism, you know, it's very depressing. I mean, right. You're dealing with the law and people incarcerated and all the other fun stuff. But like what I did yesterday was it made it worth it as, as the industry becomes more and more. Uh, I mean, Washington was already ahead of the game and now 17 other states are caught up. Well, uh, yeah, we're definitely both. It's too small of a market. It's too controlled and limited of a market. So like California's past Washington, Oregon's past Washington, maybe even Oklahoma, like with yeah. innovation and new products and the ability to get into and and, and start a, a business is not that great in Washington. 
No, that's the big thing, right? The ability to get in and innovate. And in early medical days, it was like that. And our events are still pretty, like, you know, you always make fun of me when I talk about the, the liberty, you know, as American citizens that we own. Say if I own a piece of property or I rent it. You know, and I'm a law abiding citizen. I choose to have an event. And then I say, hey, and in this event, we're going to consume a lot of cannabis. You know, we all got COVID tested uh, uh, or whatnot, depending on what celebrity was there at the moment. Because um, in the beginning, it was a th- all day event, dude, for 710. It was such a fun no event, shit. dude. Uh, oh, it was, I mean, I had Doug Benson and Tommy Chung in the same building on the same day. And then yeah, at the, the end, roast, uh, right? what's that? Was it the dab roast? Yes, sir. It was it was his Dabros. It was his like his season finale. Uh, and during this time frame, yeah, it was so fun, dude. But it reminded me of like the events that used to be here in Washington. Like we'd have booths, people and vendors. Uh, you could actually sample uh, real products, dude. And I just want to show you like what the future and past like kind of looked like. So uh, I took some shots of uh, some vendors there. This guy right here, you see this little toy train right here? That's a vape yeah. cartridge. He no, made it. He, so he vape cart. Yeah, he upcycles to uh, uh, like the little toy trains and puts inside of it something that will become like your, your battery for your vape carts. And he has a, a, the upgrade kit. And then the other thing he did was he made it look like so if you're going to a concert and they ask you what that looks like or what it is, you say, hey, it's my my uh, my phone charger. So, my I mean, he, he did a little work. For me. And, and check this out. Same guy. It's a Pac-Man dab rig machine. You could actually play Pac-Man on this thing, and uh, uh, right there, the little controller, that's where you dab out of it. Uh, and, and and check this out. I actually saw, so he sold this unit there to Sean Kemp. Are you familiar who Sean Kemp is? Sean Kemp was a player for the Seattle Supersonics in the 90s. Yeah, dude. I mean, I met the guy. He's really nice. You know, and there's a big controversy about this store and the name and branding. So he bought this from these guys, and uh, 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 it was pretty badass. And then uh, there was a couple other devices, but there's one picture in particular I want to show you real quick. This one right here. This is the, the epitome of 710. Uh, uh, look at all the rigs. Dang, that is a lot of dab rigs. Yeah, and then so, of course they have the oil. Not the oil. They have the the alcohol ready to clean up those rigs. You see the swabs right there, and even a mask. It's uh, it's the legacy of COVID nineteen. Fortunately, most of that's gone. Uh, and in our lead story today, we have something about federal marijuana legalization. So if you want federal marijuana legalization news, it's coming at you. Uh, Ex rep Robacher. Yeah says that federal marijuana legalization is just around the corner and the trail to legal weed will be blazed by President Trump. So says former U.S. Rep. Dana Robacher. And so the House is in session. You know, Congress for two years. And then this is him, you know, on reporting from TMZ. We're trying to avoid a TMZ uh, copyright flag, which is why we're just allowing it to have the uh, the words on it. But uh, Robacher Farr is the people that's the, the Congress people that started the defunding of uh, the DEA against the uh, medical marijuana companies in uh, the mid teens. So it was like 2014, I think uh, budget item like section 542 was first added. And that has continued all the way to this budget. And this year is the first budget year where it's all state legal marijuana. The Department of Justice is defunded from doing anything. 
I really wish, like, when I saw that video of Robocker, you know, I'm like, oh, Dana Robocker speaks out because people were like, uh, uh, you know, Robocker, no way he would, you know, as a Republican, or whatever. But he, he is the Robocker Amendment, right? Like, like somebody paid him off early and knew ahead of time, like that. Because I'm pretty sure he's still. I, I, I've heard that he's a cannabis consumer. I met some of his uh, his manhandlers at uh, events, you know, and they're like, oh, he's a great. I don't guy. think they're he's called manhandlers. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Whatever yeah. the people around you to protect you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, manhandlers. I, I like it. I, bodyguards, yeah. manhandlers. Um, you know, I'm gonna have well, to no. get a manhandler. That'd be great. You know, I'd just be like, hey, you should be doing more. I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm lazy. Sorry, dude. I wish. I mean, but you get that level of success or whatever. But the thing is, I really wish that I had like faith in what he says because he used to be a reputable politician but the fact that he was on the uh the happy event of january 6th the uh the holiday takeover uh i i just don't uh have faith in his uh, his word man like like you know there's yeah. a whole yeah ignorant exactly. portion of america yeah but hopefully our uh, rach case two will be coming and so that was the clarence thomas thing and so clarence thomas issued that statement when they declined to hear the uh, section 280e tax case by the supreme court so you still if you're a cannabis license holder lucky you but you you get double taxed unfortunately and so hopefully though they can they can wage a new rage case and get the uh, federal laws invalidated that way because that was 16 years ago before this whole um strange opportunistic double enforcement that they have so like you know you can't arrest them you can't have the dea bust them if it's state law compliant but you can still double tax them and strip them away from banking uh it's just really really annoying watching from the philippines man Thank you, man. And yeah, watching politicians line their mouth is moving. But, you know, I honestly just don't think shit's going to happen until we get rid of the filibuster. Like the fact that cannabis has just gotten to the topical conversation of politics where they're not afraid to say, you know, I believe in legalization. It's been a wrong injustice. Right. Like uh, one of the videos I've been thinking about doing is about, uh, uh, you know, the big topic out there that everybody's scared about is critical race theory. Prohibition is an example of like the highest level of critical like what a law created to suppress both uh, black and brown and poor, right? Which black, eventually brown, led to- and then also liberals. And so like by the 70s, yeah. it was also extended into the liberals where it's like, all right, well, we can't have this un-American thought out there. Meanwhile, as we have legalized weed, we've just created cartels in some states like Washington or Illinois. And then we have a fair market capitalism like in Michigan and Oklahoma. So uh, talk about un-American. Weed laws and, and, in some states. And this is based off of, right, the prohibition is based off of racist like uh, makes a you turn into a bad or it makes a, a white women want to make love to black men but like with real studies like the Washington State University recently the novel study of high potency cannabis shows memory effects like that's still not a, a basis to for prohibition to, to incarcerate somebody you know what I mean like right. we have real studies now that are showing what the negative effects are but we have a lot of studies showing the positive effects that's true, but it is. It's a novel study of saying that high potency cannabis does have an effect on memory, according to Washington State University. For the study that was published in Scientific Reports, researchers observed cannabis users over Zoom as they smoked high potency weed or vaped concentrates. Shout out to 710 uh, from legal dispensaries in Washington State where it's legal. And then they gave these uh, subjects some cognitive tests via Zoom. 
I question their uh, high level potency. Like, what are? I mean, if you, if you have subjects in Texas, you're you're not you're not hitting the top level <laughs> of uh, legal legality there, right? Or uh, it's weird how we try and, like you said, legalize morality, also legalize nature. Like, like we create this like barrier of like, okay, now it's weed, which it's all cannabis, right? Like marijuana, hemp, uh, their cousins, sisters, brothers. However you want to look at it, however it makes you feel better inside that, okay. I'm smoking Delta 8 off of hemp versus actual weed. Either way, we're, and the world's not going to happen. You know? It's right. a silly, silly, silly yep. thing. But the researchers also found no impact on the user's performance on decision-making tests in comparison to the sober control group. But they did find some memory impairments related to free recall, source memory, and false memories, which is one of the reasons why most weed people, they believe in ghosts, goblins, and also aliens. Well, I mean, like, the thing about the cannabis culture, you know, is that it takes a lot of people. I mean, it isn't what America is, right? I mean, but if there's so many conspiracies that are true or can be true, like if possibilities like you and me having an FBI record, I mean, the fact that the government was active on squashing the liberals, you know, squashing this uh, uh, liberal voice, which is weird. Like, like progress. Like, why are we going to squash progress? Uh, control. It's all about controlling people so that they are good little consumers and then you can use them until they're dead. But, you know, I did want to give a shout out to the DGC. So if anybody's here that's watches the Dude Grow show or what is it called? DGC. Dude Grow crew maybe and that's what it is but yeah the dude grows show is a really good youtube uh, podcast and guys should all check that out as well but the studies were also in line with previous research on low potency cannabis this study is one of the few to investigate cannabis that contains much more than 10 percent thc and only the second study known to examine the effects of cannabis concentrates isn't that odd there's only been two studies to examine cannabis concentrates that is odd i do even think Israel would be above that, you know, like because there's a lot of uh cannabis tests over in Israel. Yeah, like so you would think there'd be something day one, too, you know. So, since hash has been around <laughs> since day one, you figure like people that have actually studied that stuff more, yeah, or maybe they've done it uh inadvertently because you know, to you know, to get to certain levels, you have to do uh, you know, stress the plant, treat the plant, uh, extract from the plant. So, maybe they are using. Actually, like say a rosin press, you know, like they, they've learned early on, like, you know, if you squeeze it with heat, you get a little juice and we need to test that. But, but I mean, is that who knows what the actual uh, what do you call it? The product that they're testing with the well, they were testing the own uh, people's stash. And so that's why they were doing YouTube, mm-hmm. sorry, not YouTube zooms. So for the study that began in 2018, they found a way to study this high potency cannabis while still complying with federal guidelines because the study uh, participants bought their own products and used those products in their own homes. Oh, shit. So mm-hmm. well, this is pretty funny. For all cannabis uh, using groups, the researchers found no effect on the range. Oh, wait, you already read that one. But this one, however, the groups that smoke cannabis flower with CBD did worse on verbal free recall trials. I, I don't know if that's really like CBDs never made me like not been able to talk like that's just my own insecurities i don't know i don't know i i just watched the mike judge movie idiocracy and so i might you know be like nah and just and start saying stuff like that but that's only because i really enjoy uh, idiocracy from mike judge however yeah i didn't know cbd made people more likely to be like botching their words it's, it's if you go nah and you say 9 11 then you can be a politician yep that's right 
Well, of course, not, I'm not sure if 9-11 is still what it is anymore. I mean, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of it now. And finally, we're out of Afghanistan, which is hilarious. But um, Christ, that's weird. Dude. So, this week. Oh, dude, this week, cannabis using groups did poorly on false memory tests. With When given a new word and asked if that had been presented before, they were more likely to say that it had when it had not. So that's another reason you should smoke weed is because it'll make you way more suggested. And so, like, if somebody goes, hey, you remember that? You'd be like, yeah, even though nobody's ever told you anything. That's so funny. You know who can really smoke weed? I'm just so excited. I forget because it's almost 420. Uh, but yesterday after the, uh, I attended the Dabros and do all the hanging out, I went with my homeboy to his house and we watched the uh, McGregor fight. Oh, Spoiler alert, I, if anybody I, didn't see that shit. Well, I didn't think there was a spoiler. I mean, like I just ESPN reports on that stuff. So like yeah. you know, I, the only thing that I saw on that that I, I thought was hilarious was uh, Joe Rogan standing next to two other guys that kind of were the exact same height and haircut as Joe Rogan. Uh, and because there was three bald guys, all about five, six. He was in the middle in a black suit. The guy to the left was uh, like in a pink suit and the guy to the right was in a blue suit. And I'm like. Who set this up? That's hilarious. Oh, well, maybe he's got a good, like, again, handler. Someone's like, hey, we need, or maybe some, they're all on, like, stools and different, like, steps, you know? Well, but you, know, it, you have to have a good producer when you're at that level, you know? Lauren does yeah. a great job taking care of us. And then that new bumper that we had at the beginning of the show was awesome. And we're going to have another bumper yeah. here right now. Oh, my gosh. It's that oh time my God. Again, everybody. Yeah. We're going to do a 420 somewhere, and then we're going to come back for an unboxing. Check it out. So let's check out my new house uh, and, and, and yeah. shout out four twenty three sixty five. I was going to try to do an unboxing and this is one of the, this is my new um, place. And so here it is. Uh, Miggy and I are going to have to narrate for it because as you can see, first off, I forgot my lights and that's why I have the, uh, the, the Frankenstein looking lighting. And uh, the other thing was the lavalier microphone's battery is dead. So uh, this is just the first part. And now, Miggy, we got to, like, uh, narrate whatever. Okay, here's the real one. So shout out to Ford 365. Yeah. They sent us a box. And what's in the box? We're going to find out, box? right? What's in the box? What's in the, the box? 365 box. It is, uh, let's see here, paper. Lots of paper. Oh, that's right. They handed us a whole bunch of these uh, rolling cones that are really, really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, guess the name our strain today we're going to mail you some of these uh, rolling cones and again shout out to 42365 my bad for not checking my microphone before i um tried to do an unboxing this is our basement uh, and uh, they, they also sent us some lighters and some other nice, nice. care packages we'll, we'll mail those ones out to you as well uh, and you can find them at 42365.com uh thanks for uh, giving us a box sorry i did not check my lavalier microphone before i actually did the unboxing something I will rectify immediately. Do not feel bad, dude. I've done that before. Oh, yeah? They're right uh, there yeah, probably yeah. hucking and saying, like, you know, don't forget to like and subscribe and then tune in <laughs> on Sundays for Cannabis Legalization News. And end. See. I'm so glad you do that, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, I know it's necessary to say, and, and I realize people, and I'm not calling anybody stupid, I just think by now, with the internet and age of now, we all know just clicking in one little like helps the people you're watching or helps the thing that, you know, will support. Brought so, to you by Carl's Juniors. Brought right? to you by Carl's Juniors. Why do you keep one saying day. that? Because get paid whenever I do. Brought to you by Carl's Juniors. Right, dude? I'm just saying, like, like, please help us. Help us help you. 
help us help you legalize weed correctly. Don't let you become Florida or even worse, Georgia. Or even like Washington State. You know, Washington State could fix it. Illinois could fix it. And there's, there's, there's a process to do it, which is very long and boring. That's why we're here. But uh, how about the gray area process, the place I like to be in? So many where, gray hey, areas in cannabis. So many. Let's talk about. Oh, there's a gray area. Miggy's face. Gang, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gang. Uh, legal gray area allows opening cannabis-friendly campground in Harrison. I, this is Maine. So Maine yeah. Trading Madison is the owner of uh, Laughing Grass. Love it. Camp Laughingrass. Newly opened uh, cannabis friendly campground in Harrison. Her campground is, to, is one of the some to expect. Well, well, well several non cannabis businesses taking advantage of vacation land, long awaited legal cannabis market. I didn't know they call uh, that area vacation land. But oh, yeah, cool. everybody goes to Maine. In fact, I was just talking with John Stossel and, uh, you know, shout out to him. I should be on uh, John Stossel's uh, YouTube channel in a couple of weeks. He was interviewing me while he was in Cape Cod, which I think is in Maine, but I'm, I'm not sure. That's cool, man. Like, I'm looking forward to hearing it, dude. And uh, but yeah, oh, so uh, I'm okay. looking forward to the subscriber pop. If we get on his show and then like the next day, we might wake up to an extra 10,000 subscribers because they have like 20 times the subscribers that we have. If we had 600,000 subs, damn, yeah, yeah, but yeah, and then you know, he I think he appeals to an older crowd too, like an older political crowd, which yeah, totally great. Thank you, uh, Panic Freak. Cape Cod is in Massachusetts, which may or may not be true. I'm just taking it from one of my viewers knowing what he's talking about. Or yeah. she, I can't tell with Panic Freak. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Camp Laughingrass boasts 10 campsites, though Madison hopes to expand uh, that to 20 by next year. Uh, the camp is BYOB, bring your own bud, and smoking cannabis is encouraged. Drinking alcohol is discouraged. Smoking tobacco is prohibited. Ooh, that's a, that's a big stance right there, though. I mean, I like that stance. It's like that's my spot, but uh, yeah, there's so many what about this? cigarettes. We need to get on the horn with uh, Bobby Tuna uh, down in Florida to get some of his true leaf money and, and open up one of these 420 retirement homes. Shout out to Robin Thomas, he's one of our members. If you guys like the show, consider subscribing and then also join as a member. You get a lot of free stuff in there from that, that shirt right there that Miggy's wearing. If you become a legalizer in chief, we'll mail you one. There it is. And then Miggy and I are going to be doing the show live together next week because the tour is going to uh, Seattle on Friday. I'll be in and we're going to be talking with growers, uh, retail and also processors. The stuff that we are wanting to get to you guys that are watching is lessons and understanding of what these guys wish they knew when they got in the biz. So it should be really interesting because we're one of the older states. So one of the first states. But I just think it's so funny how. The laws evolved. The uh, the business has evolved. Uh, seeing some of like the the grows I like, you know, their quality grows. Uh, uh, stay stay alive from medical days to recreational because they they maintain the same practices. And Washington is a hard nut to crack though, even on the market side. Uh, dude, I was at seven, uh, at the Dab Fest or Dab Roast yesterday. Uh, some dude told me like he watches our show all the time. So if you're watching now, dude, thanks. Hi, but uh, yeah, but like, I gotta nice give to shout out to Timothy O'Leary, man. That sucks. 27 and a half months for two and a half ounces of the truck of a 17-year-old undercover DEA agent working for his father in December of 98. Thank goodness uh, that Robocker Farr, like that one guy who swears that marijuana 
marijuana is going to be legal by 2022. Uh, put that stuff in the budget. But 1998, we were the the country was still completely banning this product, and and, and that happened. And I'm sorry that happened, bro. But you know, thanks for tuning in. And I I can't because you guys comment so much. It's then you have to undo it. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I think it's. Uh... Honestly, man, I mean, I know we're way further than I've been doing this for 20 years. I spent most of my adult life freaking cheerleading for this plant. And uh, we're further than we are, but I don't still think it's going to still be the state by state issue no matter what for the longest time when it comes to legalization. I just don't unless the filibuster is done, unless we get rid of this filibuster right now, we all have a bunch of dangling fruits, whether you're left, right, middle. I don't care who you are. Shit ain't going to happen until like McConnell has literally stopped any process going on for 12 years. It's not whether it's Trump fault, Obama fault, it's McConnell fault, right? He's well, the one to push the hemp bill. Yeah, but so, then I think they changed the rules of the filibuster in 2013, and that's when it became this thing where they just said, I intend to object as opposed to, that's cute, bro. I'm glad that you intend to object. Go down and frickin' yeah. object and talk and hold the floor until you can't no more. And then, yeah. you know, I don't I don't care if they allow him to tag team out, so then you'd have, like, some douche twat, like, okay, some people really like Ted Cruz. I like to call him a douche twat. That's my choice. So yeah. if you like Ted Cruz, I think you like a douche twat. But whatever. And so uh, some guy like him, he can go and like read green eggs and ham for hours. And then when he gets tired and he's about to fall asleep, he could tag out to like Strom Thurmond. He'll come back from the dead and start talking about racist crap, uh, which would be hilarious. You know, that's how you get the viewers. Like the Senate used to be a lot. Of, think about that. We're going live now to the Senate filibuster on weed. We can't do it, kids. Think about yeah. the children. This is this is not what Jesus taught you. You are not supposed to be using the marijuana plant that comes from the Middle East. Of course not. Yeah, well, if you think about it, though, like the, the consumer, like early days during the, the early American uh, time, uh, politicians, this was the entertainment, right? So like the filibuster did, like it, it gave and informed the, the citizens about the person that's freaking running for them. You know, we have Twitter for that right now, right? Just go to your like your local politician and see the crazy shit they tweet. And, you know, if you like stand with that person or not, like would you invite them to your barbecue or not? But the bringing the filibuster back to the way it was would make shit happen so much better because it, it really we're, we're allowing these people not to work. We're allowing them not to take a stance. We're, we're willing by keeping the filibuster the way it is. Definitely. Yeah, man. I tell you what, though, I mean, it's it's one of these legal loophole dealies. And so uh, marijuana social clubs are not allowed in, in Maine. Uh, and Madison isn't selling or operating an adult use or medical cannabis storefront. So the camp doesn't fall under the Maine Office of Marijuana Policies jurisdiction. She's operating outside the bounds of that jurisdiction in, in a state where it is legal. And that kind of sucks because a lot of these uh, municipalities have been banning private clubs. Or there's also the Smoke Free America Act that e each state has adopted. And that's one of the reasons why if you are trying to open a consumption lounge, very often you may have a tobacco retailer's license. Very cool stuff. Uh, if you guys are also trying to open a social consumption lounge, you know, get in touch with me. It's Illinois. Hopefully we're going to have them. But you know what? I tell you what, the the next story, that is something that I wasn't expecting. Oh, shit. Yeah. The, the uh, Ohio State Trooper saves a choking driver. As you were saying, nice. I like that. Nice. <laughs> so Ohio State trooper saves a choking driver's life. Yeah, man. I mean, so the Ohio YouTube channel you can follow on YouTube. I follow them on. Well, I used to follow them on Facebook when I do all my when I used to do all the, the 
the Toronto police. Uh, but here, you know, prime example of why prohibition can kill, right? It's not just bullets. It's it's a uh, uh, here. This young man swallowed a gram, uh, a couple grams of uh, weed, and I don't know if it was in a baggie or not. They don't say in the story, nor you know where he's coughing, but. After the, the poor guy, you know, gets it out, uh, he's just so apologetic to the cop. And he's like, dude, you should not be sorry. You know, uh, officer, uh, I'm sorry. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, I swallowed weed. And then the cop's like, sit down. Like, like all of a sudden it just becomes a dad. Like, you're like, dude, this, you know, that's just, you're a dick. You know I mean? I appreciate him saving his life, but like, it didn't have to be so... Yeah, but then again, like if it wasn't so, uh, if if the law was different, he wouldn't have been sitting there trying to do like that that j- gag from the beginning of Super Troopers, where the dude's just eating all the bag of weed and and then the other drugs they they passed him. But is that what was going on? He's like, oh crap, I I can't get arrested, and you know, and he's just trying to like eat plants. You have any idea how hard it would be if I just started eating this stuff right now? No way. I would need a lot more water. No, dude. <laughs> and I've seen a guy eat a pound of weed like for a, 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 a like a, a stance, and it does. You need water, dude. Like like it's like a hot dog eating contest. You can't just sit there and chug all that shit down. You gotta, you gotta wash it down. But <laughs> hot dogs dry your mouth to dry it eventually. Yeah, hot dogs were designed to be eaten. Well, weed was designed to be smoked. That is different, you know. Well, I mean, like uh, nature, and you can eat anything technically. It's a flower. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it is. Well, you know what? Uh, we got a little bit of international yeah. news. Oh yeah, we do. Do we have the international? Nothing. Nada. We good? Oh shit! Oh yeah, little baby and James Harden were uh, released by French cops after a, re- a, a weed bust. So, little baby and James Harden are like, hey, man, you're going to be in the NBA Finals? Nah, want to go to France? Sure. And then uh, they smoke some weed, and that got uh, them in trouble. So they have been stopped by police in Paris with a report claiming the rapper was arrested for weed. Man, dude. Yeah, I saw this, and uh, you know, little baby tweeted out he's good when he got out, but just to see that he was possibly because they they said he could have faced I think five years of the penalty for what he had. You know, if he didn't have a celebrity status, if he didn't have the the, the media uh, alertness, would he be out of prison by now? You know, I I, I think not. Yep, that's probably right. That's probably right. Now, do you know why little baby and and uh, James Harden were in France? Like a fashion show, I think, or some shit. No, it's Paris Fashion Week. You can put that in the the shit I didn't know uh, bumper on that. <laughs> I did not know it was Paris Fashion Week, and that's why I'm wearing a suit. Paris Fashion. Oh, no, your your tribute to. Uh, no, I uh, uh, the guy is getting married, and so after the show, I got to go to a wedding. Oh, right on. Oh, shout out to the guy. <laughs> and so, like, he's my uh, cultivation consultant. And so uh, I've been filming his home grow uh, with the new Mars Hydro lights. And so uh, he'll he'll also be helping me set up my home grow as well. So I can do some more filmings of, of the various uh, lights that we've been getting. And we also have another light sponsor that's sending us one for a two and a half by a two and a half. I got a girl on here. here. She, oh, yeah. How's the girl about- doing out there? Four foot tall, doing quite well. Man, we're losing Miggy a little bit. He's getting a little grainy. Miggy, is everybody at your house on the internet? Uh, That could be a thing. Let me get out for a sec. I'll come back. 
All right. Let, while you're doing that technical difficulties, we weren't going to hit that bumper. Let's hit the name the strain bumper and then um, do some name that strain and hopefully Miggy fixes it. What's going on, people? Here's our strain that you are going to name. Picture, that's it. Look at that stuff. I tell you, that almost looks machine trim to me because you see how uniform it is. It has some very dark green hues, but no purpling. Uh, and purpling, of course, that's a verb. Um, I'm going to try to get my head to be the, the, the nugget. Okay, perfect. Now you are tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. That is have a nugget. That's just talking to you. What strain do you think that is? Uh, and red hairs. You know, there's a lot of red hairs on there. Perhaps that has something to do with the name, but I bet it actually has to do with its terpene profile. Uh, it is a pretty interesting one. Its parents, and I, this will be the hint that we'll give, will be the parents are Granddaddy Purple and an F1 Derb, which I'm assuming is Durban Poison. So Granddaddy Purple crossed with Durban Poison. You are looking at it. Get those strain guesses in. Miggy is joining us. Miggy, uh, you misnamed that strain, but I don't think anybody's guessed it yet. He's kind of getting there. Hopefully it's going to stop buffering. And can you hear us, bro? Oh, yeah, I can okay. hear you good. Can you hear me okay? Oh, no, he's back. He's I got six kids blurry. downstairs. <laughs> six kids downstairs. Yeah, that is one of the reasons uh, why I kept this house. This is now the home office of the company. And so I deduct all this shit. Uh, but now, then I go back to where the kids are. And it is just screaming. Oh, nice. Oh, out. Shout out to Mechanist TV. And so our Mechanicus TV. Uh, we're going to be sending them a whole bunch of 420, 365 swag. So thanks, bro, for guessing that. That was actually a pretty quick one. You too, Steven Zelinsky or Zizuski or Zizuski. Miggy, try to pronounce Steven's last name. Z-Y-S-Z-K. That, is that five vowels in a row? Uh, not vowels. Consonants? Man, I got a Yugoslavian friend. I can say his name. I cannot say that name, my friend. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sure he can. It is his name after all. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, America. That's all I got, brother. America. You know what? You know what is uh, some other stuff that we weren't expecting? FBI. The FBI. The FBI has updated their policy to loosen employment for would-be FBI agents. Oh, man, I can't be an FBI agent because I recreationally and medicinally smoke cannabis because it is awesome. That's terrible. But let's see what they're saying here. And one of the latest sightings of the cannabis reform movement as having some federal impact as more states uh, enact legalization. The FBI has quietly updated its hiring policies within the past month to make it so candidates are only automatically disqualified from joining the agency if they admit to having used marijuana within one year of applying. So when I apply and they ask me, I'll be like, no. Dude, so anyway, common sense uh, is not apply to fucking government, dude. When I when I joined the Navy, uh, I, I walked in with dreadlocks. And, right. and, and, uh, uh, and this is how you left. Recruiter. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. My, but my recruiter dude goes, how many times have you tried marijuana? And I'm just like, I just stood there staring like, I don't, I, I, and he's like, three? That's a good answer, three? Okay, that sounds right. Wait, wait. Yeah, number, he man. told you three? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> but see, that's like, how it works. That, that question would have been like, you mean today? <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to think. And then that's the thing. It's like, these, how the government, how people in charge were trying to prevent, um, 
messed up things from happening, right? Like that's why we have rules to prevent accidents and things like that. Cannabis consumption is not the thing that prevents like like telling people what to do on their weekend is even worse because then you're stressing them out. Like, like, well, not only that, like I but saw the cannabis plant has therapeutic benefits, man. And so like, yes, life is stressful as crap. And so your endocannabinoid system can get knocked out of whack and cause a whole bunch of maladies, maladies. Like it's a word yes. that I've seen, which basically means illnesses. Well, I mean, look, I went, that thing I went to yesterday with Davros, right? I took a friend of mine who doesn't consume as much cannabis as I do. And, right. and uh, uh, he smoked half a joint, and uh, I think that was uh, some joint that I had. And my, my friend just sat in the chair and was happy for, for, for days. Like, he was good. And then after he recouped, we went home because he was tired. And the thing is, is if that was an alcohol event, there wouldn't – the worst-case scenario for cannabis is I'm going to take a nap. You know, with alcohol, it's I'm going to get behind a wheel of a car and, and drag race. You know, there's, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't feel that in a completely different way. It's fascinating yeah. that we haven't provided nuance or uh, new analysis or levels of education for the evolution of our knowledge as a species regarding the cannabis plant. But yet we haven't. Yeah, I mean, the policy just hasn't shaped. It's still shaping like you're not getting the, the good employees because they can't work for you, uh, you know. And then and, and finally, though, like the Nevada Athletic Commission, they're recognizing that, you know. Well, that's good. I'm glad that Nevada's recognizing it. Maybe I'll be able to go and uh, register for a fight there. What does this mean? The Nevada Athletic Commission rules that marijuana possession and use will not disqualify fighters. So what's that? Yeah, so the uh, Nevada Athletic Commission, which regulates boxing and other unarmed combat, unanimously amended its anti-doping policy on Wednesday to longer ban athletes, no longer ban athletes for the use of possession of cannabis or use or possession of cannabis. Uh, You know, the changes come right after uh, track start field star uh, Shakiri uh, Richardson's uh, stuff in the Olympics. By the way, uh, I believe it's the uh, the federal government's trying to uh, help uh, overturn the Olympic policy as well. Um, I'm not they sure should. we had that story on here. Yeah, yeah so I, the old as well, but like she's still out of the games. That's the bad oh, thing. Yeah. Like she's, like, they, I mean, I realize that she's only 21, but so what? You know, I mean, well, I don't care that she's got another four years, but like she should go there now. You know, yeah, well, that's where prohibition feels right because we can't become true our true greatness, right? Like, like this whole like, like she would have had Advil for her pain as opposed to cannabis. She would have been fine, Wait, right? Wait, like she could have exactly. taken Advil. Yeah, but on a morality and justice scale, this 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 this, this makes us America be on the wrong side of things as far as like how it should be. You know, just because she gets a second chance, there shouldn't be a second chance. You know, this young lady, and if she's high and beating people, I'm just sorry, man. If, if the fastest girl in, in the world's high and, and beats me, what does that say about our people? Like our you our need bar to be in general, really, really relaxed to run fast. Just saying the bar in general for like our society, like I mean, like so you mean like if I'm not high and I work out every day, I'll be faster than her? Hmm. Nah, man, that's not just how it works. Genetics, there's also yeah, genetics, you know. But then here's also the metabolites amount. So the new changes mean that drug tests that show more than 150 nanograms of marijuana metabolites per milliliter limit will not disqualify a fighter. Still, athletes who show up noticeably intoxicated would be barred from the competition. So therefore. To psych yourself up before your fight, 
where you're going to go into uh, a ring with someone and people are going to pay money to watch you two injure one another. Before you do that, they're drawing the line at like having like a smoke circle where you're just getting chiefed out before you go into the fight. They're like, no, you can't right do that. Before. Yeah, absolutely not. But, yeah. Let me tell you what, man. You know, there, there's there's one person right now who should be smoking dabs and every flower in his mm-hmm. path right now. You know who that is? I don't know. McGregor. Why, man? Like, fill us in on the fight. I didn't watch the fight. I'm not going to go so, do that, but what happened? Imagine this is my uh, my foot, right? This is my uh-huh. foot. And then all of a sudden, I'm backing up. I'm backing up in my fight. And then all of a sudden, the foot in the middle, where there's no joints, splits. <laughs> His leg buckled out. Like, as he's backing up, that what? bottom up came up. Oh, it was so disgusting. You're like, oh, like, oh, my God, because he took a hit earlier and 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 and, and uh, um, fractured it. Like he's saying no. So this oh. is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really bad, dude. And this is where, like, you know, we treat like the athletes. You know, they're all gladiators. You know, like you're literally, shit that's to- what they are. They are literally yeah. gladiators. It is the same bloodlust from two thousand years ago. And I don't think we. <laughs> I think we just dress ourselves up too much, and we just you know we should really acknowledge that that's what that is. Yeah. And, and then it's like the. The fact that these men and now women like uh, Ricky Williams and uh, uh, other people who just been kicked out for sports, but like, you know, they're just trying to treat themselves health wise and also are villainized and in a sense victimized because of it. This is the uh, result of prohibition. You know, Mm -hmm. this is, hey, this is welcome to America. Welcome to the world, son. I mean, it shouldn't be that way. But they're going to revisit this policy in six months. And I bet this policy is going to, it's good. I mean, like if you're abusing your body that badly, you need some neuroprotectants and pain, you know, uh, palliative care. And it's the neuroprotection. That's not going to come from the opioids and not, not to say like there's the opioids don't have any place when it comes to treating pain, but they should have a much more limited place in the scope of the other substances that you could use. So, uh, but Bob Bennett is the commissioner's executive director, and he said marijuana is considered to be a substance of abuse and not a performance enhancing drug. I think our goal is to test performance enhancing drugs in an effort to ensure there's a level playing field. I mean, I think, you know, we've been doing our own studies, you know, for what, past two years, every Sunday mm-hmm. and Wednesday, you know, right. mostly Sundays. And uh, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's I, not the work day. You know, that's the remember yeah. the Sunday show was supposed to be the um, uh, the activist uh, themed show. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just saying, like, how do you think this, uh, the experiment's going for your life in general? Has cannabis like ruined your day in, in perspective? Like cannabis has been paying my salary for like a year. Or plus, plus the no, it's been uh, a year and three months uh, because I I made a very bad mistake in April of 2020. I uh, got out of all the other non cannabis clients that I had and got rid of them. Well, uh, and so there was that. And, that, and here's another thing about prohibition because you are a fine example of how blinders occur on people with prohibition because you left a firm that would not accept uh, you thinking that this could be a possible industry, right? Uh, Uh, It was one of those weird ones where I joined it when it was like, no, by the time I was out of it, it was like, yes. And then like the cannabis uh, wing of that practice area was me and one other guy, Alex Lenowitz. And like Alex is now the COO at uh, Redbud Roots out in Michigan because you could actually F and get a license as opposed to in Illinois where, you know, 
ain't nothing going on in Illinois. Except right. for so, yeah. But you got the East Coast kind of thing down. Uh, are you familiar with Aaron Pelly over here in the West Coast? No. So Aaron Pelly uh, was an early uh, uh, Washington State uh, Seattle-based lawyer. Uh, during medical times, he would help develop contracts as medical dispensaries, pot shops try to be legal, right? Like right. every pot shop in its own respect, like did weird things. And they were all just trying to be in confines of a law that said, we have medical cannabis. You as a citizen are allowed medical cannabis. Uh, and then the citizen said, okay, we're going to make collectives. We're going to make these temporary collectives where I walk into a shop. I sign a piece of paper. I'm saying I'm legally part of your entity until I walk out the door. Kind of like a private party. Right. Yeah. Like, and like nonprofits this- were the style in California then. So it kind right. of sounds more like one of those nonprofit collective type of things where they've they were like, OK, we're just going to do it for the patients. We're not doing it for the money. And then yeah. over time, they were just doing it for the money. Like, well, well and that's exactly yeah. I mean, again, it, 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 the patient is a great conversation will always be there. But the patients are what brought us to the point where we're at now. Uh, but the thing is, when it was the black uh, or the outlaw market and medical market in Washington State, uh, again, I had a chance to be a shop owner. I could have just with five thousand dollars paid for my city business license, paid for my rent and then established. Boom, I'm a store. You know, as long as I'm in the zoning shit and all that shit, right? I mean, and then I got to keep my books and all that other stuff. But, uh, you know, and I wish I took that opportunity. I'm, so, I'm glad to see a lot of I, – I like seeing people successful in cannabis. People who do the right shit, who grow a plant properly, and then just do your numbers. You, you know what it takes to grow something. You know, you know what it takes, how much water, electricity, uh, your time. You know, you know, we – as a capitalist society, we all know that it takes time and money to do things. And, yeah. and people are willing to pay for your product, right? Like $10 pack cigarettes out here in Washington State. $10 because of sin taxes. Mm-hmm. So, excise. excise taxes. They do that in, in weed. And uh, yeah. viewer threw us five bucks and he asked a question. So, you know, if you want to ask any questions, throw us five bucks. Why not? Uh, would federal legalization allow products to come in from other states? Yes. That is a yes. dormant commerce clause uh, argument. And so you are, would actually have interstate commerce once the if the feds did what the to THC, what they did to the rest of the cannabis plant with the 2018 farm bill with its hemp, definition of hemp that you could drive THCO through. And so uh, if they would do that and they just deschedule it and they throw it over to the USDA, you're going to get all the interstate commerce. And so if you're watching us from Oregon or wherever the price of an ounce is like, you know, a hundred bucks, you can pick up the phone and be like, hello, Illinois, listen to this. And so ship it. And then Illinois be like, no, you're only allowed to buy from uh, licensed people from inside the state. Uh-uh, au contraire, mon frere, because now you have that same dormant uh, commerce clause argument against them. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. But at that point, though, so like, yes, the, the federal law is the only law prohibiting the uh, uh, the interstate transaction. But like, you're still not going to be an up-and-comer like say like, oh, well, I got a garden out here. Now I can start selling to Idaho. But right. because my state's going to come after me, right? So you got to look at your local laws and be that kind of abiding citizen. Because yeah, that that interstate will happen, but your state's going to create a barrier before you, you know, they're going to find a reason to come after you and tax and get that money. Period. If you're doing, if they're making money, shipping things out, they're going to want part of that, and that's the and inevitable. And that was what I was trying to get back to. So with Aaron, uh, back in the early days of the contracts, like, and then as each dispensary was doing things, like they were even doing like tax, right? Like they were trying to make their books legit. Like we 
got this much. We know commerce is going to be coming after us one day. Uh, some some stores would tax us, and then everyone did their thing different. Uh, Aaron transitioned to now, which is the 502 market, but what he did was he went to his law firm and said, hey, this canvas thing is becoming a thing. Let me head that division, and and then he's booming. And that's why I, was, I thought about you, man, because it's like – because I thought you tried to approach him, say, hey, we can do this, but so you decided, oh, I'm just going to be on my own accord and do it then. Because you uh, do have the... Yeah, well, like, it was just one of those deals where I don't, I didn't really enjoy uh, certain aspects of uh, certain firms' cultures. And so, like, large law firms' cultures will just grind you. You are you are supposed to build 2,000 hours, whether you're asleep or not, whether you're on vacation or not, whether you're in court or out of court, 2,000 hours a year. And uh, that's just no way to go through life. That is just stupid. And so I was out of that. And, and I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll just do my own thing. Because the other stuff is like, you're supposed to do that. But you're also just a random cog from Siri, uh, from Sector 7G. You're just a guy. You're just, oh, shit. Yeah. Leading lawyer, super lawyer, all that type of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, of course, it is nice that now I've been in like the Wall Street Journal and like marijuana business, whatever. You know, so it, it's not got you, man. But, like, yeah. but then like you see because then you're not you're not just that that corporate blob from series 7g you know you are a guy that people know and they like they trust and they're going to call and then it's your clients it's like and so i didn't i didn't like when somebody tried to steal my clients and so i told them that and then i I started this and then people call me it's great and then i call them and then uh i write down my time and then we do things because you know you know who could use a lawyer no the trucking industry. Trucking like, industry like, could definitely use a lawyer. Truckers in the trucking industry need a lawyer because the trucking industry is doubling down on booting marijuana smokers. It is getting real ridiculous business this cider. Uh, and I imagine, too, this is what prohibition is so shitty, too, because I imagine a lot of these guys who actually want to end prohibition just can't speak up because their job prohibits them. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to cry about First Amendment and council culture, Again, try having a job and have, trying to be a sustainable adult and speak up about cannabis. Right. It, it, it makes you you look or still looked upon as inferior, right? Because well, powers that be in way. charge. Yeah, that's right. They have judged you as <laughs> yeah. being less. They have judged you as being yeah. less. And so that is going on right now in the trucking industry, which for decades has been yelling about its shortage of drivers. And since 2011, executives have listed the support, uh, the supposed shortage of drivers as the top 10 concern in their annual survey. However, they are requiring people to uh, not use marijuana. And, you know, I, I, the unfortunate part of this is that industry will always stand against, or at least the uh, uh, powers that be, because it's a federal thing, right? Once the federal stance changes, then I think the truckers will have more of a voice, more of an option to be like, mm-hmm. hey, why are we doing this? But until that, because that's the other thing, right? This is for insurance purposes. But anybody driving. Illegal. Yeah. Lawsuits and insurance. That's exactly why it is. It's like, no, we cannot have them because as soon as they tested that person and they would say that was there, they would say, ah, it's your fault because you had that in your system. Uh, And so it it does. It is the continuation of the misperception of what this actual plant does. But Nah, it's it that's how it is and the federal law doesn't help with that so yeah man yeah. it's uh let's see the hope is to get drivers who are uh, abuse harmful substances away from 880,000 pound vehicles barreling down the highway but what's actually happening is the majority of those people that have pested, tested positive for marijuana uh have been booted 73,000 drivers have been fired because of their positive drug tests tests of any ilk 
probably like random tests. You know, it's not like you you had an accident. You know, it could be like randoms going around because that's the thing that that's how all these companies catch you. Yeah. They catch you with the randoms. Like, and the and, and the randoms prove nothing. The randoms hurt your company. It hurts your bottom dollar. I think you know you're not catching the the bad employee. You know, your book should be catching a bad employee, the the whatever the, the product, the, the, the employee himself. You know, their quality of work is what comes down to your company. Randoms do nothing. And it's unfortunate that these guys won't be able to speak out or have any lobbyists in their corner until I think a federal issue gets resolved. Yeah. And the, the alcohol multiplier effect for a fatal crash is 13.6, while marijuana has a 1.8 multiplier effect. According to one Columbia University study, it'd be interesting to see if that study can be redone. Uh, not only that, there's also, no, there's just drivers that have had you know, success before. And it just sucks that they're being uh, thrown out of that industry. And then they complain that they, they can't hire any drivers, but they won't change the rules. I wonder if Amazon yeah. truckers uh, have to not use cannabis or if Amazon truckers are okay by using cannabis. Cause they no, cause oh, I think the CDL test itself means that when you sign that CDL license, when you get that classification of drivers there, you, you commit to the government that you're doing that already too. So, you know, the, the, the law is not in your favor, and, and this is where uh, knowing the rules and how to change them, you know, knowing your local establishment, your policy, your, uh, uh, you know, we don't have, I know you guys have them out there, aldermen's, you know, or congressmen, you know, all these people. You got to know your local ones to, and be involved to understand if you want something like that to change, you know, I think uh, it's unfortunate that truckers can't just smoke cannabis in their off time. You know, if anybody needs to smoke, it's a guy, a girl who's been driving fucking 13 hours a day. Right. Alone. I mean, I'm not worried about them because other ones are driving. They're doing too many pills and and other things and and alcohol. Yeah. I mean, like if they're smoking some weed at the end of the day and they get a good night's sleep and they can get back on the road in the morning. Great. Uh, Right. And and not only that, like, do you have any idea how fucking frustrating it must be to be a trucker? Uh, Your traffic jams. Traffic jams is your office. Yes. People hate you. Just zoom, zooming around you. You deserve to get high. You deserve to smoke a bowl and have your endocannabinoid system being relaxed. You deserve to be equal. Yeah. I you mean, know, it would be better for him. It would be better for him. But again, that is a policy that has not yet seen the light of day because we're still doing the old policy. The old policy is what we're reporting on. No. Yeah. Well, prohibition just encourages, again, to, like the safe side of people is like to always say no, right? To always, uh, because. It's just unfortunate. I think this is why it's taken us so long to get where we're at with prohibition. Like to, I mean, we're further than we ever were. But until shit like the uh, filibuster is brought back to where it used to be, uh, we could be sitting on the morack for a while. You know, everybody Schumacher blah 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 for the next coming six months, and and nothing's going to resolve. Wait, till soon isn't soon. Oh no, <laughs> Chuck Schumer told me I could just see Chuck Schumer like right now, just like I told them soon. Seven months ago, and everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, seven months is soon. Yeah. Well, you know, again, these guys are always blowing smoke. You know, it's like, like, uh, if you take it for face value, you're, you're just already setting yourself up for disappointment. The, the way to actually just, it's just to keep watching and keep looking, you know, like sometimes state by state, like in Ohio, you know, uh, Michael Willett and uh, all those guys are taking over county by county dec- decriminalization. They're really doing it how 
they're taking over their state. They're gonna they're gonna freaking uh, uh, end prohibition in their state, county by county. You know, and that's unfortunately what they need to do for their lifetime. Right, because yeah. it's, it's not like anybody's gonna pay big bucks. It's not all this big money being thrown to Ohio. People don't see it as a market. A no, lot of places that have money. market. It's just really conservative, and so it has a very yeah. strict, highly limited market. So if we did a price check, uh, but we aren't gonna do that now. We'll get to back to some price checks next episode. We'll do some in like Columbus, Ohio, just to talk about how dang expensive it is. What if like all these conservative areas? Well, you know, it's even funny though. No one saw Oklahoma happening. They're a conservative area. Right. But like if we name more weed like Jesus weed, will we get the conservatives more on our side? What do we need to do to get these guys? You know, I, I got nothing, man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Virginia's uh, shaping around their little uh, again, their black market as well. Uh, it's an interesting one because uh, Virginia, if you're there, it's been legal for like 11 of the best days of your life. So uh, <laughs> Bar in Virginia Beach offers a safe space to smoke weed or vape at Queen, Queen Green Apothecary in Virginia Beach. Cattery and 21 years and older. Catery? Uh, C A R I T E? Is that a word? I catery? Oh. Catery. All right. Like, but uh, people that are 21 and older can light up and have a joint. Now, I wonder if they're doing because Virginia doesn't have any infrastructure still, they don't have regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, the gray market, like the campground here in Washington state, we had a place that was called Frank's place. And it was because a gentleman owned his building and he owned the ground, the land it was on. And he said, I'm going to allow cannabis. And he had two stores. He had a barn downstairs and a smoking uh, cannabis area upstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, every time they try to come after him, he, he had the uh, legal right to have a private party, right? This is where, we're at where people who already own the property have to make that stance. And that's how we get so far where we're at. Um, Cause until people like that, who've, who've built success, I mean, it, it takes success to have a, a piece of land. And, yeah. and, and that, that's like kind of the American. Uh, 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 and again, you have to be careful with these though. I mean, like these laws are different all over where you go. And so in, in a lot of States, they have this smoke free act. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, it's, it just might be illegal to have a cannabis bar in certain jurisdictions. And so it gets hyper local at the municipal level. Uh, some municipalities create uh, these wonderful exemptions from uh, the Smoke Free Act by redefining what the definition of smoking is to include cannabis. And so we advocate that over here. But um, uh, that's one way. And then some just flat out prohibit it. Uh, yeah, I, don't, it's funny. I don't think you should do that. Well, it's funny how you mentioned about the Smoke Free Act. Like in Washington State, we have a Smoke Free Act, right? And one of the things that they got around it was it talks about tobacco, not cannabis. And, and so, like, that was the Washington State, like, private party type thing. Uh, we'd have a market here. I'd, I'd pay five bucks going to this market, which was a private party. And uh, uh, you would have, like, tables full of weed where you could just, like, buy an eighth or a quarter or get free dabs. And uh, it was just insane. And the reason why they were able to consume in the house, like, in the building, was because they said, yeah, no one's smoking cigarettes in here. Cigarettes are prohibited. Like, like that was a, another law-type argument yeah. that no one wanted to go through in court and come after these guys. 
you know, right. just all of this they can come after you for it, right? But it's it's just our evolution of our laws. Our laws evolve, and so the Smoke Free Act was like that. When I went to law school in Milwaukee, it was legal to smoke in bars. When I would go back home to visit Illinois, it would be illegal to smoke in bars because of the Smoke Free Act, and it was night and day difference. But then, so few people, you know, continue to smoke. But the problem then is, uh, smoking cigarettes has been like scientifically proven to cause lung cancer, uh, which is substantially different than smoking cannabis. Uh, and so they are two different things. And I think we're starting to respect that more. And that's why you have these social use lounges and consumption yeah. and then uh, events like uh, Hemp Fest or it's called Hemp Fest in, in Washington State, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seattle Hemp Fest. Seattle Hemp Fest or like in uh, the Detroit Marijuana Temporary Event Permit. That is that is something sweet. If your municipality had a temporary marijuana event permit, that is that's a, a nice municipality. That's, I mean, that's that's the future for everybody. It's just a matter of time. I mean, we are 18 states with one lawsuit pending and a store on an Indian reservation in that state and our nation's capital and two countries are bordering two countries like at what point is this not going to be like why why is it still a thing why are people still losing time behind bars why why is nas gore and another 100 people i could probably name if i had time i mean this is a very depressing fucking thing this yes. is the worst yeah <laughs> well then also it's like why are we still using all this plastic Oh, right, because you guys still haven't, like, legalized weed and then invested in uh, the research to get us off of it. Uh, How come our batteries are still made out of lithium? Oh, right, because you guys still haven't legalized weed and, like, put our research dollars to work in creating graphene. Um, Oh, okay, so, like, that's why we're just doing it all to ourselves. We like shit. If we didn't like shit, Johnny, whatever his name is, wouldn't have eaten 75 goddamn Nathan's hot dogs on July 4th so that he could get on TV. And be like, oh, I did it. Hot dog. I mean, really? Decadence. Our nation's holiday is a day of decadence, period. I mean, yeah. it, that is America, but like, you know, fudge, man. The fact that, like, yes, we could be so much a better place if we allowed for him for the for the textile produce, right? Like, prohibition is shooting our own nation's viability in our foot because it's like, okay, now a forest that takes a hundred years to grow mm-hmm. a hemp, same, same acre. You yeah. can, you could grow every fucking six months and, and mm-hmm. have trees and textiles and cotton building materials. Think about the building material industry and how revolutionized it could be through hemp research to create all those types of components that you need to build that effing house. I tell you, but uh, why don't we do that? Oh, right, right. We still don't even have like a hemp futures contract or a spot market on that. They just started allowing uh, it to have crop insurance coverage. And then if you're not growing it for its CBD flower, you're growing it for its industrial use. That's expensive. Like you need a lot of research. So like that's something that I'd like to see the agricultural universities like ISU start research into hemp to see and then like just the building materials and the plastics and the graphene but you know as long as I'm wishing wishing I would also like a pony (laughs) but like I mean like how many rainforests could have been saved already like how much of the rainforest like the 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 excess of growing and the fact that we already have a plant that we know can cycle through and 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 reproduce you know consistently you know and with the studies like last week we talked about with the it doesn't take as much water so it's doing even less damage to the earth than you thought so one it's doing less damage when you grow it and two it's adding to your your textiles and your fuel and your your food industry it's a 
that's a multi-tier like sometimes i do wonder like what am i smoking as i talk about this shit because it's like it's so insane that we're not already or you know we're not funding that right like the infrastructure bill that's going through we got these wackadoos i don't think the internet's part of it like come on i tell you it's enough to make you have a dosakis which is something that i enjoyed over the course of this broadcast without fear unlike something else that we use bumpers for right speaking of we should um take a bump or Yeah, I think taking a bump is something else. Uh, we can figure out another phrase to go on on bumpers for. <laughs> well, rip. thank you so much for yeah. taking a rip. Yeah, I like that. Rip, yeah. Or hit. Take a hit. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Wednesday. Later.